good afternoon and good afternoon. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Ask Sharifa Videocast. I am your host, Sharifa Hardy, and I have an incredible show for you today. I love having the opportunity every morning, Monday through Friday, to sit down with all of my guests on the Roundtable Talk Show, but too often we do not have enough time to learn more in-depth about our guests. So today we have the opportunity to sit down with a very special guest. We're going to learn about him, what he does, and what he's passionate about. But before I go ahead and introduce today's guest, I'm going to ask you to do what I always ask you to do. And that is to go out and be an evangelist for Ask Sharifa Videocast and Podcast. I'm pretty sure there's someone in your network, someone in your neighborhood, maybe someone in your house who needs this information. It might change their business and it might just change their lives. So while you're sharing the show, I want to go ahead and introduce Mr. Thomas Doctor, excuse me, Dr. Thomas Scrump. He is the founder and managing partner of The Natural Gym, a doctor of economics and a certified gemologist in Switzerland, Germany, and the U.S. He is one of Europe's leading experts on naturally colored, untreated gemstones and investments in them. He is also the CEO of C10 Plus Consulting, where he works as a systematic coach NLP master trainer and hypnotherapist. Good afternoon, Dr. Thomas. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm fine and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. You are so welcome. I am happy to have you. I have never in my life, aside from at the jewelry store, had the opportunity to speak with a gemologist. And I can't even guarantee those were gemologists. They might have just been cashiers for all I know. So I am intrigued. How did you get into this industry? <laughs> Very early. My father went hunting when I was eight years old and he brought me a rock crystal, a quartz. And I was absolutely fascinated about this stone and I started collecting minerals. And my parents were so nice and friendly to go with me, collect the stones all over Austria, Germany, Italy. And by the age of 12, I started collecting cut stones, cut precious stones. And my father told me, well, I will not finance that. Do something about it. Well, I got, by the age of 14, I got in contact with an Indian family who are in the gemstone business for 60, 70 years. And um, to be honest, I told them that I'm in the industry, that I'm a trader, but I was a 14-year-old guy. And um, yeah, they sent me some stones. I paid them. It was a check by the Bank of America, $132. And I went, they sent me the stones, and I went with the stones to my dealer in Vienna, where I usually bought stones. He gave me 300 US dollars. And I, I thought to myself, I said to myself, wow, that's great. I'm in business. So by the age of 20, I opened the jewelry store and made all mistakes you can imagine. But I always wanted to attend university, so I got my master's degree, my PhD, and um, stones were always part of my life. I'm just fascinated, fascinated about stones. And uh, there is the story about the investment stones. In 2008, we had the financial crisis, and a friend approached me and said, well, he has a friend who has got a lot of money, and he wants to diversify his money and his investment. And uh, so he asked me what to sell to this person. And uh, my idea was to sell 
natural untreated or natural colored gemstones. That means no heat treatment, no filling, nothing. And as an investment. And I started. And there was the first customer, there were more customers. And now during COVID, the business more or less exploded. We had last time, last year, the turnover quadrupled in comparison to 2019. So that's the, sort of the story in short. Wow, I love it. Now I wanna, I, I definitely have to find out about your business quadruply, everybody loves that. We wanna hear about that. But I wanna go back to 20 year old Dr. Thomas. One of the things that you said was, I'm in business, I made a lot of mistakes. What are some of the life lessons that you learned about business? And what are some of the things that you learn, you know, that you incorporate now to be successful? Well, if you go and open a jewelry store, one of the most important things you have to have is some capital, some money. And I underestimated how much money it would take to open the store and to run the store. And financing was completely wrong. I just went to the bank. I said, I need a loan. Um, the loan was not enough. I needed more loans, more loans, and more loans. And one day, the bank manager approached me and my parents took a mortgage on our house. And he said, well, we will auction your house because your loans are too high, your turnover is too low, your uh, um, profit is too low. And this was a moment when I thought to myself, my parents were always very helpful to me. Yeah, I trust them a lot. I like them a lot. And I said, no, that will not happen. And from this very moment, I started really working hard. I said, no, I will do it. That's, that's the point. And I can be very strong on things I want to have and I want to do. And exactly this was what I did. I just went out, sold stones, sold jewelry and worked hard and it paid off. Yes. So instead of having your parents be responsible, you stood up and you said, I'm going to work hard to make sure I am successful instead of relying on other people. Is that, Absolutely. would you agree? Absolutely. That's the point for somebody who wants to open his own business. Uh, you are not dependent on somebody. That's the complete wrong idea to have. You are completely depending on yourself, on your ideas, on your power, on your efforts, on your mistakes and the learnings you get from it. And for me, this is the, I'm now 30 years, I'm 50 years old, I'm 30 years in business. And what I learned is if there is a problem, if there's something to solve, think about it and go for it, solve it. There is nothing which, what cannot be solved in life. That's my idea. Wow, I like that. And I love being in business. I love the entrepreneur spirit because it's always people who say, you know what, I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to make a difference and I'm actually going to be in business. Now, I want to come back up to, to recent to 50 year old Dr. Thomas. And you talked about your business quadruply. Why do you feel in the midst of a global pandemic where other people are saying to me, Sharifa, there's no one buying, nobody cares. They're so focused on you know, COVID and this pandemic, how, why do you think your business quadrupled? Well, there are several reasons. Reason number one is we got a niche. It's always, to be, it's always good to be the biggest one or a big one in a niche, not in the main market. And the idea was to introduce something new, which is very old because investing in gemstones is 5,000 years old. It's as long as this, we have some stories about it. 
uh, and we opened the market. I had the idea to introduce, reintroduce Gemstone as an investment possibility, as an alternative investment. We positioned the company and the product on a um, level like art, like old timers, like wine. Um, but we said, Gemstones are easy to transport, easy to hand over, and you concentrate the biggest amount of money you can imagine on a very, very small um, piece of stone. So that was the idea. Um, I spent a lot of money on PR. I have PR agencies all over. We get very good um, results in the newspapers, in the internet. That makes me very happy. Um, well, this is point number one. Point number two, the political situation and COVID helped us. Yeah, I can just speak about the European Union. I live in Austria and um, the European Central Bank is producing a lot of money. So a lot of people think it's not possible that this quantity of money we will, will be stable. Number three, also political situation. The governments in Europe spent a lot of money to support companies and people in COVID, which it's, it's a good idea, basically good idea. But um, if you take the, the relationship between the GDP cross domestic product and um, the amount of money in circulation and the loans taken by the governments, a lot of people say now, how will the, the governments be able to repay all this money um, they fear something like a haircut, they want to go out of fired money, they want to leave the euro, they look for alternative um, products. Just imagine in uh, April 2020, here in Europe, gold was completely sold out because people stored money in gold. It, and we are complementary, additional to gold. So if people have gold, they invest also in gemstones. So I think it's a mixture of all these things which helped my company and me. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I definitely agree. But that to me seems more of a business, you know, logic thinking. But you also seem to me a person that does not take no for an answer, that you are going to succeed. You're not going to make excuses when people, other people are saying it's COVID, it's a global pandemic, nobody's going to buy it, nobody is thinking of anything high value, they're focused on the day to day life. You could have accepted that. You could have chose to believe that as opposed to saying, you know what, I am going to change my brand. I'm going to pivot to make this a little bit more exclusive. And, and that's what you did. How did you get that confidence to be able to do that? It has to do with passion, passion about, about what I do. Uh, I have some idea. If somebody tells you it will not work, leave the person and the opinion because it's a good hint that it might be the right place, the right time to do what you want to do. Never, you can listen to other people, that's fine. Take the opinions they have, uh, put them in your head, consider it them, and then make what you want to do. That's number one. It has to do with passion, with uh, just doing it. Number two, I believe in win-win situations. This is, has to do with our customers and with my employees. Um, I think we all we can, get profit from um, putting other people's life in a positive way or influence them in a positive way. I'd always want to be my customer, my employees to be happy what, with what they are doing, what they are buying from us. If there is something, I want to solve it. Yeah? I don't want to have any hassle, any problem. 
I just want to have a good life. A good life means I have a good relationship to all people around me and to my environment. So this is one of my beliefs, my deepest beliefs. Um, in the long run, you can only be successful if you have a win-win situation with most people around you. Yeah? Um, be honest. That's very important to be honest to all the people around you. If there is something wrong, tell them in a friendly way so they can get some learnings. Uh, never show as an entrepreneur that you are nervous, that you are not okay, that you have fear because the fear will spread out to other people. So if you're the captain, you're the captain, you're in charge. Not to be arrogant, but to, to, to lead your ship. Uh, so it will sail the ocean. That's, my, uh, that's some of my beliefs. I love that. And so as the captain of your ship, when you have all of these employees looking up to you, do you have mentors or people that you can talk to and say, you know what? I don't know what's going on, but I want I want some advice and, and mentorship. Yeah, there were some people in my life, or there are some people in my life. One is the the old great man of this Indian family. I met him first time in 1991. And he taught me a lot about stones, of course, but he also taught me a lot about philosophy. He is a strong believing Hindu. And uh, he taught me a lot about how to think about people. We had some nice discussions. My background is Christian, sure. Uh, we had a lot of uh, discussions, religious discussions, always in a friend, friendly way. And he told me, well, if you enter this industry, there are a lot of um, problems in the industry. And always be honest. Tell the people this stone is like this. Here you get this for your money and so on. So he was one of my mentors. The second one was the professor where I got my PhD at the university. He was completely different to all professors I knew at this moment. He tried always to explain everything so that people can understand it. So making it understandable or making complex things understandable to people is also one factor of success. Never talk to people in a complex way with difficult words and so on. You can explain everything easily. Yeah, these are two important people. My father, of course, he liked hunting. He was partly not happy in his life. He was, his background is just employed electrician. And he always wanted to open his own shop. My mom didn't like the idea. So she stopped him and till his end, he passed away 1.5 years ago. Uh, he was always a little bit unhappy that he never took the chance, never went out and did his thing, you can say. Yeah? He used uh, hunting as his thing to do, but there was more passion about it. And he was always a good mentor for me. Uh, he didn't speak much, but when he spoke, he said very intelligent things. So these are some of my mentors. And of course, you mentioned at the beginning, I have an NLP master trainer degree. Mm, Dr. Ted James was one, Dr. Adriana James were some mentors of me. Dr. Ted James just passed away several weeks ago. I learned about communica communication from them and how to treat people. And NLP. NLP, NLP, what is NLP? Well, NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. 
Richard Bandler and so on came, uh, was established in Palo Alto in uh, the 1970s, 1973. It's a toolbox uh, to analyze how people um, communicate, not about what they say, more about how they say things. The idea is if a, somebody has a problem, then the person has a strategy how to make the problem. And the assumption is if you erase the way how they do a problem to erase the strategy, the problem will go away. So if I communicate with people, I listen to them, to them how they communicate, not that much what they say. People are chatting all the time, blah, 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 blah. But how is the structure of thinking? How is the structure of speaking, of communicating? And coming from how somebody communicates, I can tell you if somebody is successful in life, partnership, a private life, or in business, just the way they speak about it gives you a hint how they work in daily life. Mm. So what can you tell about me? <laughs> we, had, we didn't have that much communication up, up to now. I like the way that you, communi you communicate. You are very clear in your communication. Uh, I appreciate that very much. So I think you're a friendly and open person, but that's just a little bit of analysis. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. So how can someone use or utilize NLP in their life to communicate better and to be more successful? Number one is don't focus on problems. We call them an away from motivation. People tell you what they don't want. No loans, not being left by the partner, not losing the job. This is daily blah, blah. If I tell to somebody or I want to tell somebody how to be successful, then one hint is concentrate and focus on what you want. Tell yourself clearly what you want. I appreciate your idea 2024 um, Congress in the US. I like somebody or the idea that somebody has a clear picture. I want to be part of it. I want to change things. That's great. Not telling people what they don't want. Just tell them what you want in a positive way. It's not, it's not positive thinking. That would be something different. But tell them, even if it's not that friendly or not that uh, even complex, what, they, what you want. This is one of the things I would say. Um, no, I like that though. Be, I didn't know it was NLP, but I can tell a person's mindset when speaking to them by what they focus on. Because you want, you know, as a business consultant, I'll speak to people and they will say, you know what, Sharifa, I don't want the competition to steal my ideas, or I don't want people to laugh at me, or I don't want to do a video and people don't like the way I sound, or I don't, you know, but people often tell you what they don't want. You are absolutely correct. And I love working with people who know what they want and they don't focus on anything else aside from what they want. Like for me, I know what I want. Thank you for mentioning my political career because that is absolutely correct. But my focus is I want to help entrepreneurs. That's the platform, that's the base of everything that I do. I meet so many amazing people and I want the world, just like yourself, I want the world to learn about them, who they are and what they do. Exactly. I think the economy is um, created by entrepreneurs, smaller, bigger, people who have an idea in a positive way for the environment, for earth, for people, and just can contribute something to all our lives. And these people um, create jobs. They create 
uh, the money they create, um, the taxes, and so on. So I like the spirit behind it. I like it if you say, okay, I want to help entrepreneurs to, get, to grow, to get well-known. So yeah, good job, I think. I do. It's not only just to get to well-known, but the audience, the people who tune in, the majority of them are entrepreneurs. And as an entrepreneur, the one feeling we usually have is the feeling of being alone, that we're in it alone, that we're doing alone, and, and we don't know who we can speak to. So when we listen to other entrepreneurs and they're telling their story and they're sharing their story, then that person who's tuning in and watching the show can go, you know what, if Dr. Thomas can do it, that I can do it too. That's why I loved, love, love when you were talking about 14 year old you, like to start business as a young child and then for 30 years, like you said, be successful. I think that's incredible. I think you're incredible, Dr. Thomas. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, up to now, I, I'm the founder of in total six or seven companies, different companies in different fields, different industries. I'm interested how it works. Yeah, I'm interested how airline and airline business works. I'm interested how food works. Um, I'm interested in my own industry, of course, in your industry, because again, it's about structure. What's the secret? What makes a, a company run? What makes it successful? Which thinking makes it successful? Which mindset is important? That's a fascinating um, study. It's mm -hmm. lifelong, I think. But what would you say, you know, you said six different businesses, so they must be, they can't all be at an equal level. Some have to be doing a little bit better, some have to be doing a little bit less, but they're all your companies. What would you say is the secret sauce to making a company successful? Have an idea, have a vision, make a good business plan, knowing that the business plan you do today is not the business plan you will follow within two years. There will be shifts, there will be differences. Yeah. If you find obstacles, then think of them as friends. Because if you are just running anywhere around the, the, the room, you do not meet the obstacle. But if you have your idea, your path you follow, you will find obstacles, see them as friends, see them as a possibility. Um, if you think everything will happen just out of the air and coming from somewhere, that's wrong. It's your work. It's your daily work. It's your 60, 70 hours work um, a week. If somebody tells me, well, I want to become an entrepreneur because I have more free time, more leisure time, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah? It will shrink. It will go down. You will not have um, free time because you answer your WhatsApp, your phone, your on Saturday, on Sunday. You need a spouse. You need a partner who understands you who has the mindset to understand you, to, under, to support you. That's my deepest belief. I'm married to my husband. Uh, we are together now for 10 years and his name is Andy. We are married now for three years and um, he's great support for me. Yeah, he's a teacher, primary school, likes what I do. He's great in selling. He's absolutely great in selling in a very nice way uh, because he can um, build rapport with each and every person he meets. That helps. So partnership is important i think you can be successful as a single i'm absolutely sure but if you have a partner the partner should support you 
I definitely agree. I mean, you can do it single, but I think the key, like you said, is having a partner that supports you. You know, I have been married and divorced twice. And each time it really came down to being an entrepreneur. My dad has been an entrepreneur my entire life. He's had his own plumbing company in California since 1985. And so I really understood, you know, being a business owner and an entrepreneur where my husband's our employee, like um, my first husband has been at his job roughly 26 years. He's an employee. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm, there's no judgment. It just is what it is. My second husband, he works for um, Los Angeles Unified School District. He's been there for years. So when you're dealing with somebody who's more of an entrepreneur, it can be difficult. So it's very important to have someone, have like a partner, like you said, who supports your dream and your vision. Because if not, that person could also work against you. They can make it, you know, you don't want to argue, you don't want to fight, or maybe you need some funds to support your dream and they don't want to make the contribution because they just want you to go and get a job. So I definitely agree. It's very important. Now I want to talk a little bit about social impact. Out of your six businesses, do you have any one of them that's more of a passion project, project or a nonprofit, something that you're doing to just to help the world and the community? Well, we try with the Natural Camp, the main company. We help to support people in Sri Lanka and uh, other countries. Uh, we think that we buy just stones. We are not sure, not all the time. We are sure that we buy stones with, which are um, have an ethical background where the persons behind and the companies behind where we are buying are okay. Number two, you mentioned CTM Plus Consulting. That means my NLP, Timeline Therapy, Hypnosis. Um, I have different tariffs for people, different prices, depending on social background. So I like, in this company, I like to see people grow. Um, we have, and that's very, very interesting. We had to stop all the seminars due to COVID and so on, government regulations. But I like to teach seminars where you have housewife, unemployed, and a member of the board of a big company. Because they get friends, they learn from each other. And um, that's important in connecting people. Um, we support poor people in Austria. We offer them um, food checks from big food chains. Uh, we support homeless. So yes, I try. I think it's not enough. But in daily life, we try in my company to do it as good as we can. It could be better, but it's not easy to find the right project, the right person who really needs it, um, not to produce just somebody who is just running behind you after you and just saying, give me money. Yeah. So my, my dream is one day to open a school, a school mm -hmm. for people who need it, either here or in another country, because I think education is the key, the absolute key to success to know about your life, about yourself, about communication, about business processes, how to finance companies, how to pay taxes, how to survive and how to be successful. So that would be a dream, but not now because the project would be too big for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. are, they are, are they gonna learn about gyms and that trade at the school as well? No, I don't think that's important. More important, I think, is they learn about entrepreneurship, about how to build a business and not about, about gemstones. Gemstones is a very narrow industry. You mentioned that. 
Um, if you have passion for it, go for it. But I would like to teach people who want to be entrepreneurs in different areas. Yeah, we need a lot. Of, we need a lot of new people coming up, new companies building up. My country, Austria, we have uh, at the moment 90% of the people employed and only 10% entrepreneurs, self-employed people. I would like to have them at least 70 to 30, 60 to 40%. It would create a lot of jobs and satisfaction. No, I definitely agree. But so often with entrepreneurs, they are looking for not only the information and the knowledge, but what careers um, can they get into? So I don't know how it is there, but I know here in America, one of the things that we are so passionate about trying to get back is some type of trades in our school system because they took all the trades out. And so how is it that you can learn these skills to be able to create your own business or to be able to provide for your family without some sort of trade? So I was wondering, if this industry was going to be one of the trades that people that the students learn in the school no no it's uh, um, unfortunately schools here are very theoretical as well and um, they have to learn outside out there in the, in the well in the in the economy how to do it and you mentioned something very important there are people who are um, employees they don't have the mindset and there are the people who are entrepreneurs and the shift from this i'm an employed person to i'm self-employed it's the biggest step in life i think it's a life-changing project and uh, not many people um, do it i think i was happy i was so early that i had no um, experience in being employed i just by the age of 20 officially i started my first business and it was just okay i do it yeah it's my way of living and uh, i had no experience maybe that helped yes i had a gentleman on another show on the round table talk show that's what he started with he said i have never had a w2 in my life i have never worked for anyone else and i thought that was so wonderful but again it's not a judgment being an employee doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you lesser than but it just i look at it more of a mindset the way a person thinks. For me, being an employee means that there's a ceiling. There's only so far I can go. Whereas my own company, there's no ceiling. There's no, no ceiling that tells me what I can do. What I can't do is up to me to grow that business. And now one of the things I know for sure is I can never be an employee. I can never go and punch a clock and work 40, 50 hours for someone else. How do you feel, Dr. Thomas? Do you feel you could be an employee at this point in your life? No. I couldn't do that. Uh, the only thing I could imagine is if it's a big company to enter for some time as a member of the board, if something has to be changed, needs some change management or some other direction, that would be fun for a half year, one year. But as you say, 40, 50 hours for somebody else, depending complete, completely on the opinion the people have, having good ideas for project, but cannot do it because somebody has a different idea and so on. No, no nothing for me. <laughs> Well. Yes, I, I know I am. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We have a little bit more, but we have some great comments. Dawn Lane was listening to you and what you were saying about helping the people. She said, yes, I would love to have an orphanage, would love to learn more 
So people are watching and listening and tune into the show and enjoying what you have to say, Dr. Thomas. Now we are coming down to the last few minutes of the show. And what I love to do at the end of every show is just simply allow my guests the opportunity to speak directly to the audience, to everyone who is watching this show live, as well as everyone who is watching it in the archives and let them know what you want them to take away from your appearance here today. Thank you very much for the possibility. Um, have a dream. Have a dream is a good idea. Have a vision of what you want to do. Ask yourself, what is it what I really like? Because if you really like something, it doesn't matter if you want to bake a cake or um, if you just like enjoy to, to clean the house. You can make money with each and everything you like. Be proud of it. Um, develop an idea. If somebody tells you it will not work, Go the next person, listen, 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 collect, and then build you up your own opinion about it and then do it. There will be obstacles, there will be problems, that's normal. Um, just take it as hints, as ideas, uh, shifting your business. And uh, I come back again. If somebody tells you it will not work, it's the best hint that it could be a big new idea, a big industry. Uh, and maybe one thing I didn't mention up to now, take care of yourself. You are the most important resource in your company. If you burn out, I had two burnouts in my life, by the way, this was the reason why I started with NLP timeline therapy and hypnosis. My first burnout was by the age of 26, the second by 33. Um, it was always about not fulfilling my wishes. My definition of a burnout is that somebody does something for a long time, the person doesn't want to do. If you do something which you really like, you can be maybe tired, you need holidays, that's fine. But you don't tell people I'm burning out. So if you are burning out now to your audience, change your life. Change, stop what you're doing and do something different. Take some time to think about it. There are possibilities and trust yourself. Trust on your projections, trust on your vision, what you want to do. Wow, that was deep. We went in another direction. And now I'm curious. Now I got to go back a little bit. Burnout. I want to discuss that. And in your definition, you explained it. But how did you know in that instance, the first and the second time that you were burnt out? Did you just start feeling irritated, terrible, you know, tired? You didn't no longer what, what, you know, not doing the work. How did you know you were burnt out? By the age of 26, um, I worked 80 hours a week, roughly. Yeah, I couldn't sleep much because I was just everything was in my head turning around and one day I went with my assistant to an important meeting and I just fell down I needed ambulance because I had got serious physical problems and I, I didn't pay attention to them just after that I knew that something really was wrong this was number one but it did not really changed my life it was just okay it will go over you're 26 fine by the age of 20, 32, I was in politics as well a little bit. I worked for the Austrian prime minister, for the chancellor, um, besides my other jobs, because I was just interested. Then my, I told the Austrian prime minister, the chancellor, um, my ideas about his social politics. And he was not happy about it. And then I dropped out of the system. Yeah. And at this time, I thought, okay, I will do it. Politics is mine. Yeah. I want to do it. And um, this burnout was completely different. I got tired, completely tired, 
didn't want to do anything, just lying in bed, don't talk to me, I don't want to talk. I was, and by coincidence, um, I just got in contact with a guy who taught NLP in Austria. And I went to the first seminar, first day, nothing happened. Second day, I started crying and I couldn't stop for the whole afternoon. I went home, went to bed, crying whole night. And then it was clear to me, you have to change something, I really have to change. Yeah? And this was the moment when I said, when I said, okay, I have to take care of myself, not about only going to gym and body, so also about mind and mindset. So do you ever have a concern now that you might burn out again? Sometimes, to be honest. Mm -hmm. If really a lot of things are happening, there are some issues, some problems coming up. Sometimes I come back to my old thoughts. Yeah, The typical old thought, the wrong one is, it will not work. It's, it's a terrible thought because it stops everything. It stops thinking, it stops energy and so on. But nowadays I can tell myself, okay, maybe you go shopping, Take, do something different, three hours shopping, or go to the gym, or have a dinner with your husband, or drink a bottle of wine together, um, and so on. Just stop it. Yeah, we have one ritual, you can say, we like good food, excellent food, made by the right chef, I like it. And we go out, tomorrow we'll do in the, in the evening, and have dinner, and we call it a short holiday. So three hours just for us, quality time, and go back to life. So these are some strategies we developed, I developed to treat with this. So sometimes the thought comes back, but nowadays by the age of 50, I have learned a little bit about how to handle it. I like that. So you put the strategy in place to help prevent the burnout. I think that's wonderful. I think that's incredible. We have learned a lot from you today, Dr. Thomas. I appreciate you being our guest. Thank you very much. It was very kind of you to have me. Well, thank you very much. You are very welcome. And I also want to thank everyone who tuned in to watch this show live and everyone who is watching it in the archives. Just because you didn't catch the show live doesn't mean you're not important. And it definitely doesn't mean we still don't need your support. I invite you, please go ahead and share the show. And not only that, please visit our guest. Dr. Thomas Link is in the Facebook post. Follow him on social media, find out what he's up to. And as always, if you need assistance with your business or maybe you wanna be a guest on Ask Sharifa Videocast, visit my website at AskSharifa.com. Until next time, everyone have a safe and a blessed day. Bye now.